Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Straight Talk for the Soul series, your vibrational, multidimensional vitamin for the body, mind, and spirit. I'm Carrie Murphy, your host, creator, and founder of this global broadcast and brilliant community of light. I want to extend a bright and a very beautiful good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all of you tuning in from around the world as we continue flowing uh, into Season 26. Uh, to help me welcome intuitive energy healer, Erica Van Eaton is here. We're going to talk about quantum mechanics uh, through the eyes of autism. Uh, we're going to be talking about the importance of creating a new foundational structure to support the anchoring in of the new energetics on the planet. Lots happening, and we're going to get into that. So welcome home, luminous light leaders, love activators, starlight messengers. This is your safe haven. It is a sacred space. It is also a soulful sanctuary for connection, renewal, restoration, rejuvenation. It is a unity community to empower and liberate you as you ascend in consciousness. Um, and we're here to provide support, clarity, solutions, relief, and energetic resources to harmonize uh, your experience, to ignite the divine within you, and just light you up on your ascension journey. Uh, for those of you who are new, to the community and the show. I've been dedicated to this service mission very specifically since 1997 when I had my near-death experience. Really opened, opened me up uh, fully, <laughs> expanded uh, my world um, beyond what I could have ever imagined. And so this show, this community, um, I've had this one for seven years. It's a sacred circle to celebrate your sovereignty by remembering yourself as an eternal being on this planet. Um, to be a divine human. You know, we have this grand opportunity to ascend in consciousness while in the body, and there's a frequency field that we play in here in this sacred circle, a vibrational field that it simultaneously expands the uh, the rooms in our consciousness mansion. It expands our light body in a way that allows us to become magnetic to the people and opportunities and experiences that support our ascension and validate our expanding beliefs of worthiness and of our divine nature. So that's what we talk about and play in here. Um, and I do want to ask my favorite question that I've been asking here for seven years. Um, what is the best that could happen today? Well, let's intend to see, hear, uh, feel, communicate, and perceive clearly as we open our hearts and um, be in a, a very pure, re open, receptive state to take in the activating information, the messages, and the energy that will inspire us and liberate us in new ways. I encourage you to set a personal intention for what you wish to experience. My intention with our gathering is to be a pristine, clear ray of divine light and love, uh, a transmitter of God consciousness, uh, and a pure instrument of the divine, and selfless service for boundless miracles of healing, uh, grace, purification and harmonization to unfold and also for soulfully soothing energy to flow through my voice and this sacred energetic space with grace and ease welcoming and inviting in the highest divine support and participation throughout our time together so i encourage you to just sit back and relax breathe open and receive we're so thankful that you found your way here today and i'm so grateful to have erica here i'm going to tell you about her 
and then we will dive in. Uh, Erica Van Eden is a, an intuitive energy healer that uses sound and light and quantum therapy techniques to access the entire matrix of the human for healing. The intention that she holds is for unification. She looks at healing and expansion of self-expression through the lens of wholeness, realizing that each aspect of the human was designed to work in flow with each other as source energy. She sees human containers as the bridge to heaven on earth, and she has a deep desire to help her clients feel and know themselves as limitless aspects of source energy. And today our topic is Quantum Mechanics 101 uh, through the eyes of autism. We're going to discuss creating a new structure to support the new energies. Um, we're going to talk about Erica's son um, with Down syndrome and autism really uh, gifted her this journey into becoming a new kind of human. We'll talk about restructuring the lower chakras. Uh, we'll talk about what enmeshments are and the importance of releasing them um, and how we're being asked to play differently in the energy field to become a broader bridge of light from heaven and earth, all these energies. So um, also later on, there will be a group process called Becoming the Bridge that you'll get to experience. So stay tuned for that. And if we have time, we will like, take live questions. So let's dive in. Please join me in extending waves and waves of love and light and joy to Erica as I welcome her to the show. So hi, my dear. Welcome. Hi, I am so excited to play with everyone today. Thank you for creating such an incredible, clear container of light for everyone, Carrie. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm so glad you're here. There's so much to talk about. Um, let's first start a little bit about you and your journey. As I mentioned, you know, about your son, I, I guess that was the, the catalyst really opening you up into meditation and, and um the quantum world, but share with us from your perspective um, a bit about your journey. Yeah, so about 14 years ago, with the birth of my oldest son, um, my journey into the world of spirituality began, although I wasn't really aware of it for the first six years. So when he was born, we didn't know he had Down syndrome until the nurse brought him over to us. And when I said his name, he turned his head and he looked me directly in the eyes and it just hit me. And I said, I know this soul. And I knew that he knew me too. Mm -hmm. But I didn't have any kind of spiritual background. I grew up Catholic, but felt very disconnected from religion and everything. So the fact that I said that and this deep knowing that came out when I saw him, it kind of rocked my world to say the least mm -hmm. and then when I brought him home I would have these intuitive knowings I've always been intuitive and I had different things occur when I was growing up but when I brought him home I intuitively knew how to speak to him and that the sentences needed to be short because I could see it's almost like I could see in his brain if they were too long the energetics of each word would wrap around his head, or like wrap around his brain and cause confusion. Mm -hmm. So it was the beginning of me understanding that everything that I spoke carried a frequency. Now, at the same time, I was working as a cardiac sonographer in a hospital. So I could see how a person's internal emotional state affected their heart function. And again, with ultrasound, you're using and working with physics um, frequencies mm -hmm. all day long. So I was seeing it internally, and then I was beginning to understand it externally with my son. And then at the same time, he would come to me in my dream state. If 
we were with Down syndrome, one thing that occurs is low muscle tone. So you go to physical therapy, to speech, to try to build an occupational therapy, to build these memories and to connect them into their bodies so that they can learn the proper way to, to sit, to stand, stand mm-hmm. to speak. So he would, if he was struggling with something in, you know, in this physicality in the third dimensional world, like sitting to standing, he would come to me in my dream state and he would show himself doing that thing. I would have these vivid dreams and I would feel the emotions of joy and excitement that he felt at doing this thing. And there would be times that not only I would have the dream, but my dad, my brother, my husband, they would all have these dreams the same night. And then they would, I'd get these phone calls because this was before texting, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I would get these phone calls and they'd be like, hey, I had this crazy dream about your son last night. And what he was teaching me how to do, there's a lot of healing energy running through my voice and there's going to be throughout the duration of this call. So I would really invite everyone to make sure they have some water with them as they listen. (laughs) (laughs) But... So what they were teaching me how to, what he was teaching me how to do was to build new memories for him in the quantum field. And we were laying the foundation of the frequencies that needed to be in there and that memory so that he could adjust and attune himself Mm -hmm. to be able to do that thing because it would be shortly after these dreams and we would wake up and we'd still feel those emotions and it was so strong and the colors were so vivid in the dreams that that imagery, that memory would stay with us, you know, throughout the rest of the week, the two weeks. And it would be shortly after that, he would be able to do that thing. So he was Mm -hmm. teaching me how to lay foundational frequencies. He was teaching me how to connect him into new memories in the field. And that's where my study of quantum physics began because one thing that occurred was when we because we, I had this understanding of him and we had this incredibly intuitive telepathic communication, not that I had the language for it or understanding mm-hmm. for it, but he was able to read, um, sight read over 300 words, something mm-hmm. like that, by, before he started preschool. He knew colors, he knew shapes, he was beginning to count. And those aren't things that typically happen with normal, let alone with Down syndrome, you know, children. So, mm-hmm we had this accelerated teaching period and connection but when he started school my greatest fear was that he his brilliance wouldn't be seen by his teacher and that he would just be seen as a diagnosis Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and because that was such a strong foundational fear in me it manifested (laughs) totally manifested Mm -hmm. yep and we lost everything and because and because he was so frustrated we started having like these crazy behavioral outbursts that we had never seen before. And I had to quit my job basically at the hospital because I was taking him up from school early pretty much every day because he was getting so frustrated and they couldn't calm him down. But once I got him home, it was a different story. Mm-hmm. And so I was falling into, I had another son at the time and then I had a miscarriage and then I had another son all through this time. And so I was, wavering in and out of depression because I felt like I was Mm -hmm. missing something and I just couldn't understand why we had lost the connection, why he was so affected. But I knew that at some, like this all had to work together and I knew it started with me. And so that's when I started meditation to try to gain some semblance of peace because I had the awareness to put two and two together. I'm like, okay, at the hospital, 
if someone, if I intuitively start talking to them about something that made them feel better, their heart rhythm would become more coherent. So Mm -hmm. let me come into a coherent state and see what happens. And the more that I became into a coherent state on a regular basis, that changed the foundational frequency in my home. And the kids started to calm down and things began to flow a lot easier. And then a new and beautiful teacher came into our lives that saw my son differently and things really Mm -hmm. began to calm down after that. So it, that was my opening into, um, into this world. Wow. (laughs) It's, it's, it, well, there's so many directions I could go here. Um, What's fascinating to me is that this opened you up, but, and this was years ago, but Mm -hmm. how things have evolved and, Mm -hmm. um, to where you were working with, you know, children with autism and, you know, you were, you were a member of this community, you know, being part of the show and, you know, and, but it's just evolved so much. Mm -hmm. And even having had the pleasure and the opportunity to work with you in a private session, I was amazed at, you know, just the, the connection that you have that goes so far beyond now, just, you know, working with children with autism or, I mean, your connection is, is quite profound. So I want you to talk about that a little bit before we move further into talking about, um, <laughs> the foundation yeah. frequencies and all of that. <laughs> Absolutely. So when I got quiet enough and I could actually start listening, I intentionally connected with my son's spirit and meditation. And it was through these intentional connections. He was coming to me before, but I was just too much in my head and I couldn't hear him. It was through these intentional connections that his spirit, his soul would come forward and start showing me things that needed to shift in order for him to embody. And the reason why he couldn't embody and what he came here to hold for the rest of us so that we could embody. So the, one of the first things that the Pleiadian Council of Light came in, Archangel Michael came in really strong, um, Lumerians came in, all these different beings were coming in because so many of the children on the planet are starving now. Mm-hmm. And they were what they were needing is for an upgrade of the chakra system so that it could hold an entire spectrum of light. So one thing in the past, we've incarnated on just a few different rays of light, and these different rays of light um, hold different levels of consciousness, different, you know, experiences, all these kinds of things. And that's what our chakra system in the past has been able to hold. The reason, and but for those with autism and what everyone on the planet is being asked to do, and this is why the energy feels so intense at times, mm-hmm. is... When they incarnated, they incarnated on the entire spectrum of light and beyond. So an entire spectrum of light beyond that and beyond that. And so the range of frequencies that they hold is incredibly vast. Mm -hmm. So when they try to descend down through the chakra system, when they hit the solar plexus, the sacral, or the root, those have been spinning too slowly because of the emotional and chemical warfare we place upon the earth plane. So when they try to incarnate down, they get splintered off or fractaled off and sit outside of their bodies, unable to get fully rooted in, which is why they couldn't process emotions, which is why the brain mm-hmm. doesn't methylate properly. But this is happening to a lot of people on the planet, right? Mm-hmm. So in the past, too, when we've incarnated, we've only incarnated on a certain range of frequencies and a certain, you know, these three or four or even two rays of light. Well, 
and then we would wait till the next lifetime to come in to embody another set of rays. Well, now we have the capability because of these people that have come down to the planet that have held the entire spectrum of light. We have the capability now to embody more rays of light in this carnation than mm -hmm. what we originally incarnated on. So what he was walking me through basically was uh, we were marrying each other. First, he had me heal and open and upgrade my root chakra, and then he did the same. And he t walked me through this process, and when I started working with other p children with Down syndrome or Down syndrome or autism, they were I was seeing what needed to be done with them, but really it was a reflection of what needed to be done with the rest of humanity. So yeah. mm -hmm. that's um, that's where we're at now. Wow. <laughs> um and I and I've told you that my daughter Taylor um works with uh autistic children now and um it's so rewarding for her. I mean, she's always been very awake. <laughs> you know, but it's um listening to what you're sharing and I've passed along to her a lot of the things that you've shared with me and it's interesting cuz she'll come home and you know and she'll call me and, and share stories about her experiences. And, and she's, she says there are a few of the children that she works with primarily that she says, mom, I know them. Like I know them. Like they're mm -hmm. like, we've been together. I know them. And they, they trust her in a way that it's so amazing to watch. Um, and he, and I can't watch um, physically, but to watch through her eyes and hear um, from her just what occurs and what what's taking place. And you and I talked about one time how um, the children's parents, um, you know, what if they they don't realize like what you came to realize, and that they need to be doing this healing on themselves for their child to to benefit. I mean. Do you think a lot of the, the parents with who have autistic children do have some kind of awareness where they finally realize these things? That's why they have a child like this? That's really difficult to answer. I on some level they know. On some mm -hmm. level they know. On some level they know that these children clearly communicate telepathically because yeah. it's bypassing all the emotional programs that we have programmed into words that don't need to be there that's caused all this discourse. So yes and no, mm -hmm. they understand, but oftentimes they're so exhausted yeah. from all the external things that we've been told to put these kids into to make them more like us that mm -hmm. they haven't had time to sit down and really understand what needs to shift and change within them so that their kids can embody and calm down and really be here too. Right, right. It's it's a lot um, to I mean to manage. I would imagine as a parent. Um, I mean, just hearing from my daughter what she goes through on a daily basis working with them. Some days are very very challenging, and mm -hmm. um, but I'm just so grateful that this opened up for you and your connection to. You know, your, your star families, all the star beings to the archangels to all of your, your teams of light and the quantum field has really opened up. And 
as you and I were sharing before we went live, it's been a quite a quite a journey this past week. Um, it's been a bit intense for a lot of us uh, sensitives. <laughs> um, sensitives. Um, uh, I read that that phrase somewhere this week. Someone was calling us sensitives because of the all of the, the solar energy um, coming to the planet this past week has really mm-hmm. kind of shaken us up, and you know, for the purpose of purification, obviously. Um, and then there's activation, and then there's integration yeah. <laughs> before the expansion. So um, anything that you want to share? I know that you work with Metatron quite a bit. And is there anything that feels important or significant to share about all of this right now? Absolutely. You know, so everything is connected. We've segregated disabilities away, separate. We think that they're separate from us, but it's really just a mirror so one thing that they showed us was that the methyl, a majority of them, if not all, has methylation issues. And what that means is the ability for the brain to transfer one chemical into a different chemical. So like melatonin into serotonin to feel good. And you'll notice with solar flares that mental health crises mm-hmm. increase. We notice when the barometric pressures change, you know, with the phases of the moon, Children act up in school. We know that there's more births. We know that hospital rates increase and mental health facilities increase within patient care. So what is the correlation of all this? Well, if if we are not processing emotions properly, if the foundational frequency of our root chakra is one of fear, of not wanting to be here, of not trusting being here, that's a very incoherent vibration. So within the root chakra itself is a nerve plexus called your inferior mesenteric nerve plexus. Well, if that's sending out a signal of incoherency, because if we look at each frequency, if we look at fear, if you look at an EEG or an EKG, and we're realizing you might need to listen to this call more than once to catch all these pieces, and that's okay. But if we're looking at If someone's in a fear-based place, and again, if we're looking at their heart rhythm, if we're looking at their mind, the electrical conduction of the mind, it's very erratic. Mm -hmm. It looks like the molecules of energy within it are actually fighting against each other. So if our inferior mesoteric nerve plexus in our root chakra is sending incoherent frequencies out, then that disables our spinal fluid, which flushes the brain twice a day, to work properly. There's a communication system that goes from the base of your spine, the spinal fluid. It goes, it travels up the spine and it flushes your brain twice a day. It creates um, pressure within the brain itself on the pineal gland. And that's what releases these hormones to start the methylation process. Mm-hmm. So if we are not processing emotions properly, if our foundation is one of not trust then our methylation abilities decrease, mental health crises increase. That makes sense? Mm -hmm. So when we look at um, what's been occurring over the last few weeks, actually since the beginning of the year, we've seen shootings increase and all this um, crazy behavior, and we're like, what is happening? Well, what's happening is that there's an escalation of electromagnetic frequencies coming to the Earth 
for the purification process and stuff. But if we don't have a proper, properly functioning pump working and methylation mm -hmm. process occurring, then the negative frequencies get amplified in the brain. Right. And we aren't able to process things. So it feels like overwhelm and chaos and fearful instead of like the beautiful purification releasing. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> which requires <Yeah. laughs> rest and trust um, regarding the bigger picture and what's really happening. Correct. And yeah, a so lot of the, rest this week. A lot of rest. <laughs> so with me figuring out, not just me, there's other people out there figuring out that on the planet that we need to upgrade the root chakra, that we have had to really get in there, dig in there, open it up, heal it, change out the foundational frequency. One of the main proponents of that needing to be done is so that our spinal fluid can pump properly so that our brains can start methylating on a higher level more coherently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just remembering that flush um, during mm -hmm. our private session, <laughs> that flush yep. that you... <laughs> yep. um, yeah, that's... A, is there something that someone can do if they really want to support themselves with... Um, you know, creating that kind of flush in their own field and system. Can you kind of describe that for people if they want to practice yeah. that? So if we want to practice it, then we need to bring a coherent vibrational frequency into that foundational, um, into your inferior mesoteric nerve plexus. So we would need to bring in a, a frequency of neutrality even. If you can't get to peace or gratitude or or love, that's completely understandable as we move through things. If you can just come to a place of neutrality, that brings in a frequency that's very uniform in appearance and coherent. And that will start signaling to that nerve plexus to start telling all the cells in that area that we're just in a neutral, safe space. And so then that will start the process of allowing that pump to work more, more fluidly. So if we build a foundation of peace in that root chakra and we can trust and fully commit to trusting being here, then what we're signaling to the rest of the chakras is that we trust ourselves and we love ourselves. Because that inferior mesenteric nerve plexus, when we move up to the solar plexus, there's the superior mesenteric nerve plexus. There's another nerve plexus there. So they start talking in a coherent way then that radiates up to your solar plexus, which is your celiac nerve plexus. That starts communicating self-love, self-trust, and that comes up to your heart. It opens up your heart, goes up to your throat, your third eye, your crown. And then you start, your magnetic field comes into a beautiful order. So everyone has a magnetic field, but if we're in, not in a place of um, coherency, then there's all these leaks, and it's not really working properly with the quantum field. We can't manifest what we want because there's no foundational frequency to support it. So we're working from the root up to be able to hold what we want to hold and embody what we want to embody, which is the, which are these greater levels of consciousness and understanding mm -hmm. so that we can play and curate a different kind of reality here. Yes, yes. And that frequency flush, um, if mm -hmm. one were to envision this, um, how would you describe it? Okay, so I would start. Maybe that would be good, like to be the group process. We build up. Okay. Build up. 
Okay. Okay. We'll we'll do that in a little bit then. Um, okay. Yeah, we'll incorporate that into that because I feel it's a very important practice to cultivate. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I also want to talk about, um, you know, the quantum field and, you know, what I want to talk about the importance of, you know, how we can play in this quantum field in a way that is most beneficial for our ascension journey. So, what feels significant to share, you know, in terms of quantum mechanics 101, <laughs> like mm-hmm. what are some foundational, um, you know, guideposts um, that you can share? So really what we're wanting to do as we build this new foundation is we are being asked at this time to release old memories that aren't serving us, that are holding a, a foundational frequency of incoherency. Because when we understand the energy field that connects all things that we are fabricated into, there's different dimensional fields within that energy field. So we start with a sphere that carries maybe frequencies one through five. We go into the next dimension, and this is really not how it goes, but just to get kind of like a baseline idea, the next dimensional field would carry six through 10 and so on and so forth. Well, the the lower the frequencies, like if we're talking about frequencies one through five where guilt, fear, shame reside, those fields are very sticky. And so those are where we have created these little programs like computer apps floating around in this dimensional field that we have memories stuck to and these memories where of trauma. These memories where we haven't been enough, these memories of lack, of shame, of guilt, everything that's kept us tied and restricted and playing small in this world. So we're really being asked to release those memories. And to do that, we have to change out the foundational frequencies that we are emitting from our from our being. So that's why we have to work from the root up. And as we as we release these foundational frequencies of shame, of guilt, and of fear, then what that allows us to do is to completely pull the strings of energy that we're that are attaching us to these memories, telling us that we're not enough or unworthy or stuck in poverty. We fully release that memory. We've been working a lot with the subconscious mind for, for eons, but that has only got us so far because we'll release the strings from our subconscious mind, but we still have the neuropeptides and other chemicals released stored in our muscles, stored in our fascia that were released from the emotions that we felt when we had these traumatic experiences. Mm -hmm. And that has kept us tied into these memories. So when we really look at releasing a memory to step into the quantum field in a more expansive dimensional plane, we have to come at it from a holistic experience, from a holistic healing. We bring in that beautiful ego, and we haven't even talked about that. My son taught me how to play with the ego differently and what it needed to be. And it, in the past, the ego has been enmeshed with the emotional body, and it doesn't need to be. It was never designed to be that way. The ego was actually designed to be this malleable, beautiful um, part of your energy field as a as a protector, not out of fear, but one of compassion. So as we unmesh the ego, as we do healing work and we release it from the subconscious mind, we're releasing it from the body, we're releasing it from the emotional state, 
we're releasing the memory from the ego as well. And the ego gets to just to be this beautiful filter, looking at information coming into your field as either coherent or incoherent. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And if it's looking as incoherent, it redirects it back out of the field without any attachment to any story. So it gets to just be a frequency and nothing more. It's something that's wow. not in alignment. I love with our that. <laughs> yeah. Simplifies it, huge. doesn't it? <laughs> yes, yeah. it absolutely does. So he had me do that on me first, and then we built his ego up. Because his problem, if we would completely disintegrate the ego, like some people have said in the past, I'll tell you what happened because I watched it with my son. When he went from environment to environment, he would become completely absorbed because he was completely in unity consciousness without any kind of filter of who he was. Mm -hmm. So there was nothing telling him. That's why when he started preschool, he became that version of what the teacher saw. He lost right. himself and he was so frustrated. So when we gave him this definition of his ego, his ego was looking at the frequencies. And he, the ego, we introduced the ego to the frequencies in the heart space of your soul. The only thing that's true for you are these frequencies of light that you came here and incarnated on. Those are your source energy codes that only you carry. That's the only thing that's true for you. So the ego then began to look at the frequencies coming in and see, are these going to help my source energy codes expand? If they are, awesome. Are they coherent? Beautiful. Mm -hmm. I'll let them in. If they're not, that's not for me. I'm going to redirect that back out of my field. So when we look at healing, we look at healing from the whole human perspective, not just from a spirit or mind or just physical body perspective, but we need to look at it from an entire an entire human matrix perspective, and it gets to be really fast. And then when we get to release memories, we are fully releasing any threads that are tied to these memories. I always explain memories like being in a balloon. It's mm-hmm. full of all the frequencies of the emotions that we felt, all the thoughts that are associated with that because they're all a vibrational match to each other. And we're holding the strings, holding these balloons close to us and not fully letting it go because we haven't come into congruence with our ego, with our mind, with our body consciousness, working with it all together. So maybe our mind could let go of it, but maybe the ego didn't feel safe or the body didn't feel safe to fully let it go. And so then that memory keeps creeping back in. And no matter how many times we let go of it, it keeps coming back in because we still have these ties to it. Mm-hmm. So we're we're being asked to fully let go of these memories. And people will say, well, that memory has made me who I am. But if we look at the foundational frequency of that memory, it's one of pain and it's incoherent. And so the foundation that we're carrying is very incoherent. So if we're trying to expand out into dimensional fields, where pain doesn't exist, where we get to curate unlimited amounts of prosperity and of health and of loving relationships, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we can't hold it because our underlying foundation is one of pain. So we're being asked to fully release all that we've known ourselves to be up to this point so that we can embody something completely different. And I can feel some people's minds feel restrictive a little bit. So let's think about it this way. We have done that. We have played in that. We know all about pain. 
we become excellent at understanding pain. Pain now players. Time, <laughs> pain players. And now it's time to play in something different. Mm-hmm. We can fully release that. It's not our foundation anymore, and it can't be if we want to embody the entire spectrum of light, if we want to play at bigger levels within the quantum field. We have to mm-hmm. fully, fully let this go. Well, and that's what the ascension of consciousness is, is playing in larger and grander you know, quantum playing fields to experience um, a broader knowing and embodiment of our divinity in all forms. And one thing that I, I think may be um, important is to uh, further identify or define a coherent frequency as opposed to an incoherent one. Mm-hmm. So anything from neutrality up, if we look at the wave, the energy wave of neutrality, of harmony, of peace, of gratitude, of divine love, and of bliss, and beyond, if we look at those frequencies, they're very coherent, meaning the molecules of energy are playing together, and you get a very rhythmic mm-hmm. energy wave. If we're playing in shame or fear, guilt, anger, if we look at those energy waves, just like when I was looking at the heart rate, it's very erratic. So it's kind of jagged looking. The molecules of energy in that wave are fighting against each other. So I call those incoherent waves. And an incoherent wave can only radiate out so far into the dimensional field. Right. Because it's, mm-hmm. it's it just can't. It can't go that far. So if we're playing with coherent waves of energy, well, they go on forever. And so we can radiate out, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. into greater dimensional fields. Yes. Well, it's, you know, when I talk about this consciousness mansion, it is with these waves that you're talking about that are capable of expanding. But the 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 other ones that you're talking about, shame, guilt, fear, lack, um, blame, betrayal, all those, they keep us boxed in. Uh, mm-hmm. I used to write about that being the consciousness shack because you can't get out of that shack of consciousness exactly. because the waves are smaller. And as mm-hmm. you said, they're fighting against each other. So it's just like uh, everybody's living in this little shack where everybody's screaming and fighting on a in, in your consciousness. But as we learn to practice and become more and more familiar with the waves that are more coherent, as you shared, then everything expands. That yeah. consciousness um, uh, reality expands. And that's what ascension really is. <laughs> um, that's exactly right. And I love your shack first mansion because I use those exact same terms. Like when we talk about mm. our foundational frequencies, if you're talking about the foundation of a house, you don't want an erratic, disharmonic, yes. incoherent foundation. The house is going to collapse. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's been happening as people have been trying to integrate these, you know, these beautiful frequencies that are available to us to hold. Or maybe for a moment in meditation, they expand out. But when they try to really hold that expansion, it seems to dissipate really fast. Right. It's because they don't have the foundation to be able to hold it. So that's why when we are building our house and what we're being asked to do is restructure Mm -hmm. the foundation of our home so that we can hold a vast array of consciousness. 
so that we can truly step into internal unity consciousness as well as external unity consciousness and see and know ourselves in all things, but with a beautiful boundary so that we know the truth of who we are and expand the truth of who we are out. I think that's the confusion with unity consciousness. It's not to lose ourselves in someone else or the collective. It's actually, like we talked about before, everyone carries a unique set of source energy codes. When we were woven from that infinite creator, you were gifted a certain set of codes of light from that infinite creator as well as mine are different, my son, everyone on this call carries a different ray of light. But when we piece ourselves all together, we become this huge puzzle. Mm -hmm. We make this complete puzzle, but we have to share and radiate out our own rays of light. And we can't do that if we allow for other people's programs and thought forms to overtake and shrink us because then our source energy codes shrink to protect themselves. Just Mm -hmm. like our DNA, we know through so many different experiments that if you put negative words towards DNA, that the DNA actually shrinks and shrivels and codes within that DNA shut down to protect itself. Well, our source energy codes operate the same way. So when your ego is operating properly, it's looking at the frequencies coming into your field. If they're incoherent, they're going to cause you to shrink. If they're mm-hmm. coherent, yes. you're going to expand. Right. Right. And what a, what an easy way to identify whether something is coherent or incoherent. You know, is it causing me to, to shrink or expand? Um, and as you know, one of the things I say at the end of every show is, you know, shine, don't shrink. And when we do that by paying attention, um, but I'm feeling it's important to go into the restructuring of the foundational frequencies a little bit more. Um, especially during times like this past week with the solar flares and things like that happening. So say a lot of these unresolved um, traumas, issues, uh, whatever they may be, may come up for people. And for the purpose of clearing and purification, how would you um, advise the beautiful beings listening to move through that, to restructure that foundation? Beautiful question. So what we're going to do is breathe. We're going to take a breath. And the reason why you need to take a deep breath or 10 before you um, try to do anything with the thoughts that are rising or with the emotions that are rising, one, we want to honor what your mind is telling you is still there. We want to honor your body, what your body is showing you you're still holding on to. Mm -hmm. We want to honor their existence because they do speak to you all the time and it's not to derail you or to harm you. They're letting you know what you personally are holding on to. So we want to honor them. But when we take these deep belly breaths, we're also breaking the cycle of communication from the chemicals that are being released from the thoughts to the body and from the body then back to the mind. So it gives the central nervous system a chance to reset when we take those deep breaths which increase our intelligence levels. So we take these deep breaths. We give our body just a moment to settle. We give our mind just a moment to settle. And then we bring them into communication and say, okay, let's look at the foundational frequency of what we're experiencing right now. Is this something that's really true for us? 
And to know if it's true for you, all you have to do is to ask them. So let's say you can't see, like you're not clairvoyant at all. doesn't matter. Your mind can see it. Your body can see it. You can feel if it's coherent or not. It doesn't feel good. It's not coherent. Mm -hmm. So we're asking yourself, okay, take a look at this frequency. Now let's compare that frequency back to what's actually true for us, which is in my heart space. How is this playing together? Is it causing me to constrict? Awesome. Now I know that this is not actually true for me. This is something that I downloaded at some point in time. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to ask for help to just let it go. And we're going to clear it across all timelines, across all dimensional planes. We're going to clear it across all past, parallel, and future lifetimes. And we're going to breathe and we're just going to let it go. And you mm-hmm. might have to do it more than once. Mm-hmm. That was a beautiful explanation of that. And, you know, in receiving emails um from fellow speakers um listeners to the show um people this past week uh, a theme that seems to have come up was these incoherent stories and beliefs and whether it surrounds um family whether it surrounds money whether it surrounds um Whatever it happens to be, you know, whatever is causing us to um, not be able to expand to the next level of our ascension is um, it's because of these incoherent stories and beliefs. And I love what you said. The story that we're telling ourselves or the belief that we have been holding, if it's true, you know, that, you know, we'll expand if something's true and we'll shrink if it's not. And what a beautiful way to recognize that, you know, stories have been and beliefs have been held or, you know, for an entire lifetime or longer. And they can seem very real, but they're not. Exactly. They're just balloons. So you can start thinking of all these stories and it helps to understand that memories aren't actually held in our physicality. They're held in the energy field. And the only mm-hmm. thing tying us to these stories are these tendrils and these strings that our minds, our bodies, our emotional bodies are holding on to. So if we acknowledge the pain that we have been holding on to and we acknowledge our mind and thank the mind, thank you so much for gifting me this awareness that I am still tied into this old story on some level. Thank you, thank you, thank you for showing me that because now we can truly let it go across all dimensional planes of who I am. Yes, and when that happens, um, especially during times when these ascension codes are available, whether it's, you know, through these solar flares or whatever is occurring, I mean, there's ascension codes available all the time, but we're able to receive them and actually activate them once we've created that space in our energy field. You know, once we've let those balloons go with all the tendrils and all the everything creates, you know, there is space that has been created for activation and then integration. Can you talk about integration? That's a big component to um, to this process. Yes. So if we let a balloon go, 
then we are saying, okay, what's that signaling to ourselves is that we trust ourselves. So again, that foundational frequency begins to shift naturally and it comes into a coherent state. If you have a coherent foundation, then as we breathe and just like, okay, we're feeling a lot of energy, like, woof, there's a lot of energy coming in. I'm just going to breathe and I'm going to bring it all the way down to the root. And I'm just going to hold it there. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to try to figure out what it means. Does it feel expansive? Yeah, it feels expansive. Does it feel a little overwhelming? A little bit. It feels a little overwhelming. Like sometimes energy can feel a little overwhelming when we're first integrating. All that integrating means is that we're truly embodying the frequencies of that energy and allowing them to attune our energy field. So when the angels look at us, they don't see like your physicality. They're looking at you like an energetic matrix. You're a tapestry of molecules to them, a photonic light to them. They see the different waves of colors and your different shapes and all that. They're not seeing. So we need to see ourselves as that too. So if we're integrating new frequencies, to the planet and we're wanting to embody them, then we need to embody them from the root up. And all we have to do is have the foundation in place to be able to hold them. So if you feel resistance to an integration that's wanting to come in, and by integration, again, we're just talking about frequencies. That's it. Mm -hmm. We're talking about musical tones that we're wanting to bring in and be able to hold. Why do we want to hold them? Because they bring us into a greater state of harmonics mm-hmm. so that we can play with the energy field in greater dimensional planes so that instead of manifesting $500, we can manifest $5 million because $5 million holds a different frequency than $500, right? So yeah. we're wanting to play differently. We're wanting to play bigger. We're wanting to play faster. The ways to do that is to build this different foundation, which means we have to let go of enmeshments and these balloons. Mm-hmm. We haven't even talked about enmeshments yet. <laughs> I know. I was just feeling that freedom when those balloons are released and everything expands. Like you were just saying, it could be $500, it could be $5 million, and that goes back to the consciousness shack you know, with the betrayal, shame, guilt, fear, lack, or the mansion where, uh, you know, our divine melody has expanded and all the notes are just, everything's so expanded. So anything is, it becomes possible. But yes, Mm -hmm. enmeshments. (laughs) Let's touch on that. Okay. So enmeshments are, so my middle son came to me, how old is he? Um, a couple of years ago in meditation, his spirit came to me and he asked me to let go of enmeshments with him because he wanted to go. I was going through, I was ascending pretty fast. I was going through some pretty big upgrades because that was when I was really diving into working with my ego and stuff differently. Um, and he wasn't, he wanted to go through a, the physical realm a little bit more. And I was tugging on him. And so he showed me how our energy fields are enmeshed. So we can let go of cords to people, but you'll be like, why do they keep coming back? I release cords all the time, but they seem like they keep coming back. Or I've released this and it's still in my field. So atoms, we are made of trillions of atoms. 
atoms are electromagnetic, they're sticky, and they form bonds with other atoms. So we get enmeshed with other people, places, and things, energy fields, all the time when we are continually thinking about them, when we're vibrating at their level, um, when we're judging them or creating a story around them. We create these enmeshments, and they look like chain link fences, like interlinked chain link fences. So with my kids, I had to go through, and I had to release each one of them, and it was so hard. I cried because I was like, ah. But that's how I keep them safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that was had a foundation of fear underneath of it, right? Like, I need to keep them safe with a foundation of fear. Well, it doesn't have to be like that. It can be something different. So to, we have to release these enmeshments because we can be in this beautiful, expansive state. But if we're enmeshed with a person, place, or thing that isn't, then that part of our energy field just doesn't expand. Exactly. If it, mm-hmm. And whatever their that person, place, or thing is experiencing will constantly be zinging information back into our field, causing confusion and confliction internally within us. It's like, wait, I'm not thinking about that. Like, that has nothing to do with me. Why does this keep popping up for me? Well, it's not yours. It's coming in through this enmeshment. So as we're wanting mm-hmm. to enmesh from stories, we're wanting to enmesh from memories, we're wanting to enmesh mm-hmm. from people, from places, from mm-hmm. things, and it doesn't mean that we don't care about them or don't love them or don't want to help them. The biggest gift that we can give anybody is freedom and sovereignty to expand. Yes, and I, I feel that this is really significant when it comes to family, um, mm-hmm. not just our children, but um, yep, everybody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and all the stories that we've carried for so long about one another, you know, and whether they're accurate or not. And most of the time you realize they're not. You know, they're yeah. just something that's been created and uh, carried along year after year. But to to think about it in the way that you just described it, if we're still holding that person in that story and we're thinking about it, it's going, we're going to be enmeshed with them. And then whatever's going on in their world that's not going on in ours, we're going to experience some of that. Um, and it makes perfect sense. And, um, describe for someone briefly, um, uh, you know, an easy way to do this. Um, what would you say? So the easiest way to do it is become centered and expand. And begin to feel around your energy field. This is where we play pretend and feel where it feels like it's not expanding out. And then who comes to mind or what place comes to mind or what thing comes to mind. And then you'll feel where there's just like this pressure. And maybe you see it. Maybe you see where there's density. And then when you see it, don't judge it. Don't try to figure out the story behind it. Just acknowledge it and take a breath. I forgive myself. I forgive myself for everywhere I believed I wasn't strong enough to do this on my own. I forgive myself for everywhere I didn't believe the other person was was strong enough to do it on their own and cause constriction within them. And then you're going to bring in love from your crown to your heart, and you're going to send the enmeshment love because it takes high-frequency energy to break up these bonds between the atoms. 
And then I want you to say, I, I fully let go of all the memories I've had of you, or I've had of this place, or I've had of this thing. I forgive us both. And I grant freedom. Across all time, across all dimensions, across all lifetimes. Spaces and continuum. Mm-hmm. How does that feel? Yeah, I think that's beautiful. And so all chains or cords dissolve <clears throat> completely. And and if that has to be practiced <laughs> mm-hmm. a few times, practice that. But thank you for that. Um, you know, this provides and allows or grants freedom to everyone. And what happens then? We soar individually. Um, uh So what a gift for everyone (laughs) involved. Um, What I'd like to do now, Erica, is talk about your offers and the opportunity to work with you. And then I'll take a couple of questions from the webcast, and then we'll move into the group process. Um, So if you are interested in reviewing these beautiful opportunities uh, from Erica, uh, go to straighttalkforthesoul.com, click on our marketplace link, and you will see Erica's beautiful smiling face. Click on her picture, and it will take you to these two offers. So offer A uh, is called Cleaning Up Your Connection to the Quantum Field and Relationships. Um, there are three, four, four classes, bonus classes, and two live calls included here. Erica, I'd love for you to describe what you've included in this offer. Okay. So this dives deeply into everything that we were talking about today. And I'm a I'm a sharer of information, so <laughs> I'm so good at it too. <laughs> Thank you. So for me, self empowerment is the most is the greatest gift that I can give anyone to understanding that they can do this on their own. Just like with the call today, I walk through verbally explaining what we're doing as we're healing through all of these classes. And so like in the first class, we're diving more deeply into the chain link senses and these enmeshments and we're learning how to create or how to release contracts with different people, places and things by opening up um, light language coming in and coming out through your hands and learning how to weave energy through your hands into the energy field to really untether all those balloons. So. Mm-hmm. We work on that, and we work on creating healthy boundaries, not just for protection, but in the eyes of expansion. So expansion occurs when we have a healthy boundary because we know that we can handle it, right? So we're releasing codependencies and um, diving deeply into into those and the second class is we're really diving into releasing codependent relationships and diving into releasing enmeshments and cords with with people even with ourselves and calling in new relationships and what they should feel like what does an expansive relationship even feel like when we have two sovereign beings together and it really, what that allows you to do is bring all your power back. You feel really powerful 
when it's just you and you're deeply embedded and in love with yourself, you show up differently in relationships. And then the people that you're in relationship with start showing up differently for you too. So um, Mm -hmm. those are classes one and two because codependency runs so deep in our cultures and so deep in human societies. Like we judge, um, there's so many stories wrapped around absolutely everything. It's so layered. So we go through and we unmesh and unweave and unwind these from your different energy centers. We really dive into that. Um, there's actually a navel energy center, which is like your tribe. And so we do a lot of cleansing and clearing from your tribe energy center so that you can have a different kind of tribe mm-hmm. or relationship with the tribe you have now. And then the bonus class is diving into unifying the ego, mind, and body consciousness along with the spirit. So it's a long, it's a deep dive into the introduction that I gave everybody into understanding the ego differently now. We introduce them to each other. We open up conversations between them and even with the inner child because you can talk to your inner child's ego. You can talk to your inner child's mind because they're developing. They're in the development stages. So we can catch them in that development stage for yourself, and then we can work that back up throughout your entire lifetime to curate a different kind of existence for it. And it gets to be really healing so that your inner child can actually be a healer for you. And we've always talked about it being like an inner child needs healing. And yes, it does need healing, but it can also, we can empower your inner child to be a healer for you. That gets to be really fun to kind of flip that differently. And then um, another bonus class is building the foundational frequency of peace. So this one is a deep dive into the root chakra and changing out the foundational frequency of scarcity and low self-worth and insecurity so that we can begin to really build this foundation of trust, of self-trust. So if we're, if we are um, running an incoherent frequency through these nerve plexus, by the time that radiates to your heart, your heart doesn't trust yourself because that's the signal that it's receiving from those lower chakras. So you radiate out and you naturally grab on and mesh with people unknowingly because your signal is, I don't trust myself, I trust other people more than I trust myself. So if we reroute all that, if we clean all this up, and that's what all these classes, this is why they're all lumped together, what we're doing is completely changing out your foundation so that the information that's coming into your heart is one of self-trust and self-love so that when you radiate out, you're radiating out pure love and light Mm -hmm. and you're not enmeshing or attaching to anything in these constrictive dimensional fields that are telling you you're not enough. It doesn't exist anymore in your field because you're not a vibrational match to it. Right. And the only liberation. Way to get these, yes, it's liberation. <laughs> oh, the wow. only way to get these classes is um, through your show because I taught these in my membership portal and they're not actually available for sale outside of that. So this is the only way to get them is through your show. Thank um, you. And, 
You're welcome. I love this. I want to just say, so class one is clearing enmeshments and contracts, and then there's clearing your energetic space and sending clear, um, clean healing energy, and then there's calling Ooh, I in and talk about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. calling in and cleaning up relationships one, and then calling in and cleaning up relationships two, and then the bonus classes. Um, unifying the ego mind body consciousness and spirit and building the foundational frequency of peace and that's not it there's also two live calls in addition to all of that um yeah combination here (laughs) so to route back to sending clear clean energy if we are forming enmeshments or if we have a foundational frequency that is um one of low self-worth then when we Send healing energy. We're always looking for that validation. Validation is beautiful and it feels really good when you get it. But if we're searching for that validation from the person that we're sending to, it's sticky. You know, it's creating enmeshments and then that creates more codependence. So what we learn how to do, I'm so big on clean energy. That's why I love your platform because it's just so clean and pure without expectations. Mm-hmm of enmeshments or that cause enmeshments and things like that. So what we're learning how to do in each of these classes is to send crisp, clean energy to someone because enmeshments also cause overwhelm. So we get burnout as healers. We get tired, you know, and we feel like we can't hold space for as many people when we're creating these enmeshments. And uh, most of it's unknown. We don't understand that we're doing it. And the two live calls in March on the 14th and 28th, these are calls that I do in my membership portal, and these are probably going to be a little bit different than what most of you have done before. These are extremely interactive. So I always have the group chat open, and we play with – it'll start with a channeling from Archangel Metatron. He'll guide us through a process. But then we oftentimes look at someone on the call or multiple people on the call, and we're working through building and trusting our intuition. And so these classes are going to be focused on learning how to bring soul fragments back to us cleanly and clearly, free from enmeshment. And you guys get to be live participants and writing down what you're seeing, what you're feeling, what you're sensing, because there's this perception sometimes that, oh, I wish I was more clairvoyant like so-and-so, or I wish I could feel like so-and-so. But remember, only you carry the source energy codes that you carry. So the information that you receive, of course, is going to be a little bit different than mine. What your imagination conjures up is going to be different than mine. The beauty is when we put those together, it becomes so much more expansive and a full mm-hmm. spectrum. <laughs> so we get to provide that instant feedback like awesome i'm glad you're seeing this i'm seeing this now let's put those together and look how it expands yes trusting what you're bringing through uniquely and it brings up that word tapestry you know where and unity Mm -hmm. consciousness where each of those beautiful colors comes together and they're not intended to be identical (laughs) Exactly. And the first word you said was building trust. And what are we Mm -hmm. trying to do with your root chakra and your foundation? Trust. Trusting yourself. (laughs) So that's what every single class, that's the underlying foundation that I hold is one of self-trust because that's self-empowerment, that's self-love, and that Mm -hmm. is expansion. Yes. 
What a beautiful offer. So that is offer A and um, very generous. There's a lot there. It's $127, and we have the three-pay option for that. And then offer B is all of that plus a private session with you, which I would highly encourage since I got to experience that myself. Um, a beautiful, beautiful opportunity to connect, connect with you privately. Uh, what do you want to share about these private sessions? They're so unique to each and every one mm -hmm. of you. We work with your soul and to see what do you want to experience? You know, are there foundational frequencies that we want to work on or do I turn you around and look at me and show you what your gifts are? One thing that because I've done so much work with my son, he's turned the mirror around on me a lot to have me look at myself. So it's easy for me to turn the mirror around and be able to help you understand what your gifts are and what you're ready to amplify, what you're ready to integrate and expand on. So if you're a healer and you you know you have gifts and you're wanting to expand those gifts or understand how you run energy through you, we're going to be doing a little bit of that in the large classes, but it's also super fun to explore that in private sessions. So it can be that. We can work on past or parallel lives. We can... It's kind of limitless. I have mm -hmm. got three kids that each needed something completely different, so I do a very broad array of things because yeah. I had to. So um, there's just mm -hmm. a lot of different ways we can go with it. Yes. Well, that is. those are beautiful packages. I hope those of you who are resonating with the call and everything being shared here will consider them and uh, take this journey uh, further with Erica and Erica, a lot of people have written in, so I want to read some of the comments and maybe we'll take a couple questions and then move into the, the group process. Um, let's see. I'm going to read, um, uh, from the UK said, hi, beautiful sisters, Carrie and Erica. Wow. Erica, such an awesome, fascinating journey with your son. Feeling so privileged to hear it. Um, thank you. And, uh, Okay, some questions, let's see. Thomas uh, from Parker said, having a special needs child, um, it feels like she's waiting for the time when the rest of us and our frequencies rise to come into uh, their frequencies where they would see, be seen as normal. Any input on that? Yes and no, because they're learning how to be human too. So it's kind of coming into this beautiful balancing act as we heal and they heal. So like with my son, he watches how I synthesize energy. And it's not like we have these conversations face-to-face -face because if I were just to talk to him about this, it's as mundane to him as I, I always say is like us talking about a banana. So it just doesn't make sense for him to talk about it. But I watch him watch me. So he watches me how I synthesize energy and he watches his middle brother a lot on how he synthesizes energy, and then he can replicate it and do the same thing. So as I heal, I make more sense to him, and he makes more sense to me. And we're coming into this time, this bridge, when we're the same. Even though it does not going to look the same from the outside, the amount of light that we carry is the same. Right. So it gets to be this beautiful unity consciousness between us both is under deep understanding. Mm -hmm. 
Um, Thomas um, also asked, if we have a child like yours that has special needs, is a private session a way to work with you for their benefit and our benefit? Absolutely. And it's easiest if I work with the parent first because I teach parents how to do everything I do for the child. I mean, we go into needing to restructure the Merkaba for them and for you and how your energy is affecting your child and understanding it so that you can make the appropriate changes so that it's not so affected and you being affected by them because it can be really over their energy. The amount of energy that they hold can be super overwhelming at times. So I work with the parent first and then I work with the child after that. If we even need to, a lot of times after I work with the parent and I teach them and we work together on the child, I never even have to talk to the child. Not that I don't have to, but it's not mm-hmm. even needed because it just comes into this natural balance. Right. Thomas, I, I hope that you heard that. And um, thank you for being with us. Um, Monica from New Zealand said, Carrie and Erica, what a fascinating call. I worked and supported people with intellectual disabilities for 14 years, and the information shared gives me such a deeper understanding and awareness. Thank you so much. I really appreciate all that you bring to the world. Thank you, Monica. You're um, uh, Peggy Ray from Liberty Lake said, this is such an amazing conversation and perspective. Um, I've been frustrated at times that I haven't taken my work further out into the world, but I've been totally at peace for a while now. This has been very encouraging that I'm actually in a really good place right where I am. Um, Thank you so much for such a clear perspective on the quantum level. Uh, Thank you for sharing that. I've got a one more. Deborah from Pittsburgh said, hi, Carrie and Erica. I love the show. Such great awareness and deep understanding. Um, I'm in a very, I'm in such a rut. I have so much that I want and dream of doing, yet I can't get myself to do it. Day in and day out, I'm just wasting a lot of time not making progress on my dreams and goals. This isn't like me, but since I'm retired at 58, I just feel stuck and lost. Um, what can you tell me or what advice uh, do you have? Uh, that's Deborah. Yeah, hi Deborah. Um, so one thing is that your Merkaba is pulled apart. So if we think about the pyramid that's facing up and the pyramid that's facing down, a lot of times they get pulled apart when we're focused more on our star energy or that's just more comfortable for us. So it spins a lot faster and your one facing down is spinning pretty slowly because you're not, and so I'm guessing, I'm assuming that it's pretty hard for you to stay grounded because the energy is not flowing from top to bottom. And if it's not flowing all the way down, these creative ideas, if it's not flowing into that root and becoming stable, then your ability to walk it out and connect in with that masculine energy that's going to push you forward through that solar plexus isn't going to happen. So I'm just kind of um, bringing her back into alignment. I'm going to do this for everybody on the call, and you all can do it with me. So what we want to do is just imagine your pyramid facing up and your pyramid facing down overlapping, beginning to overlap more so that you're completely embodied in the middle of the overlap. So a lot of you are in your heads, head, head, head. I just want to see. I want to be clairvoyant. I want to be clairconscient. I just want to bring energy in through my crown. 
we have to bring that down. So it, it's hard there to, it has been harder in the past. Again, we're talking about those lower chakras to embody our wisdom and share it and walk it out on the planet if we don't feel safe here. This energy has to have somewhere to go. We can only bring in so much energy, but if it has nowhere to go, we're not going to embody it. And then we're not doing what we came here to do, to play. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm speeding up that lower one for a lot of you. And for some of you, it's the opposite. For some of you, you're super connected to the elementals and to earth. And it's spinning a little faster. So overlap. So how does that feel, Carrie? Mm-hmm. Balancing, uh, harmonizing, and um, thank you for that. Uh, let's see who who said that. Let me go back. That was Deborah. Deborah, I hope that you heard that. Let me know. Um, and. Uh, <laughs> Billy from Kansas City said, can we break free from the enmeshments within a codependent relationship while staying in a 45-year-old marriage with that person? Absolutely. Yes, you can. It's going to take a little bit of work, but you'll find so much freedom and you'll see your spouse completely differently when these enmeshments finally get to be released and let go. You're going to find, like, he, Billy, you have him on multiple different layers, like multiple different um, subtle bodies. So it's deeply connected into your your solar plexus, for one, and your physical body. But it's also really connected into your emotional body because you've processed so much with them in, um, in your lower mental body. So those would be where you'd want to concentrate these subtle bodies that reside out you know, within you, but also make sure we pull them completely out of the subtle bodies that are all around you. I'm going to do a little bit of it right now, but then you'll be able to fill up with more of your own light. And they're going to, re- they might, they can respond a little bit negatively at first, but they're going to be able eventually when they calm down to breathe a little deeper. And it's not like we have to force them out because of forcing actually creates resistance. When we release these enmeshments, we get to just, if I'm helping someone pass over, so when I worked in the hospital, I was involved in a few different codes, and there's a moment when everyone in that room knows that the soul has left the body. Even though majority of the people in that room don't have words for it, you just, you can feel it, and you can see it on everybody's faces. So even if we pass over to the other side, there's still these enmeshments, imprints in the field that we have here that can be cleared and released. Carrie, you could probably speak to a lot of things. So (laughs) the more that we clear up and release here, the less work that we have to do when we cross over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that beautiful question, uh, Billy. And um, okay, I said I was not going to take more, but I'm going to take a couple more um, because I feel this. Okay, Macalia Michelle uh, said, how would we know if the root chakra is flushing and are there signs if it's not? Okay, so we'll do that. I'll answer that in the group process because everyone's okay. going to feel it. I'm going to help everyone feel it so they know what it feels like. I feel like 
I feel like there's a lot of feeling. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So if we, I love to give people the experience of being able to feel something. When you feel something, you connect stronger to it and you have a deeper understanding to it. So instead of just information. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll incorporate that in a minute. And last question. Have you, uh, from Sherry, have you heard any connections to allergies and autism? So one big thing with autism is when I asked why there was such a physical struggle to that my son had with, you know, with gluten, with different kinds of foods, specifically genetically modified foods and dyes, the answer was because if we look at the foundational frequency of how our foods have shifted and changed, it has become so low because they had to survive the chemicals that were put on them that it's causing discourse and disharmony to the body. So if you're bringing in this expansive soul full of these like incredible rays of light into a body that mitochondria, or not mitochondria, but microbiome and the parasites and viruses that make up this physical container, so 95% of your physical container is comprised of microbacteria, parasites, and viruses. Even 95% of your DNA is actually their DNA, your macroorganism. So if the foundational frequency of these things have had to shift and change so much that they can survive things like Roundup, which are meant to kill things, then the frequency is really incoherent. And when you try to bring this expansive soul into this body that's carrying Mm -hmm. this base frequency of incoherencies, it comes out in the form of allergies and and autism because they're showing us where we have got off track a little bit. We've experimented with things that aren't for our, our highest and greatest good, and that's all it was. It was just an experiment. It's not going so hot, so we need to reroute, <laughs> shift, and change into something different, come back into a state of harmonic balance with our microbacteria, reconnect them back with their pure essence in the earth. And um, that's a whole nother conversation, Carrie. But that's, that's the gist of allergies. They're showing us where we have disconnected or decreased our foundational frequency to something that's so incoherent. We have to shift our diet. We have to clean up. Right, right. Um, thank you for the question and for the response. And one quick comment and we'll move forward. Uh, Jen from West Jordan said, uh, the classes Erica is offering have transformed my life and my relationships. Billy asked a question about the enmeshments in a marriage, and I just want to say invest in yourself. Uh, you are worth it. So... Billy, that was for you. <laughs> and Erica, that was for you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Jen. Thank you, Jen. Thank you. Um, okay, my dear. Why don't we go ahead and move into the group process? Like you said, being able to feel this is, you know, is potent and powerful. So I know that you wanted to, to call this becoming the bridge is that right mm-hmm. yeah okay and we will yeah okay. we'll incorporate all of it okay and i will let is, you yeah. 
I love the questions, by the way. I love questions. I ask questions every day. Yeah. I find out change perspective. Yeah, the reason I went to the webcast, everyone, is because we could take quite a few more, and, and I wanted to make sure we had time for the process as well. So thank all of you for those of you who had your hands up and all the others that we couldn't get to in the webcast. Um, but hopefully what you heard was beneficial. Um, I sense that it was. So, okay, Erica, let's move yeah. into Becoming the Bridge. <laughs> All right, let's play. And I want you guys to think about this as play. It gets to be light. It gets to be fun. It doesn't have to be healing. Doesn't have to be heavy. There's times when it feels pretty heavy, but we move more energy by laughter than anything else. So go ahead and take a deep breath in, and let's practice pulling that breath all the way down to your lower belly. Just exhale at your own rate, whatever feels best for you. I would like you to do this with a smile on your face. We're going to start releasing different hormones and endorphins to the body with our smile. So allow your lips to curve up as you inhale again. We're going to start with just a little bit of toning, and this will adjust your light body. And we're going to adjust your subtle bodies to relax. And receive, we understand that there's been a plethora of rays coming onto the planet this week. So let's just help you attune those. We're going to allow the earth to come up and ground you for you. So there's nowhere you have to go. There's nothing you have to do. Just allow yourself to be held, to trust that you are worthy of being held. And recently, she's been inviting us to sit on a flower. So any color of flower that comes to your imagination, imagine it being massive and you're sitting in the middle of it and you can feel the rays of colors coming up through the leaves into the cushions of your seat, up through the soles of your feet, filling up your legs and your calves, your knees, your thighs, your hips, starting to come up your back and up your abdomen. Breathing them in on the inhale, allowing them to fill up your chest. Allowing them to open up your neck, the base of your brain, opening, expanding. We're even loosening up the sutures between the brain bones. So if you feel the movement in your head, just allow. Now, I want you to allow your energy to dive deep into the brain stem, down the spine, shoot it down the base of your spine, into the root 
of the flower. So it's going down the stem of the flower into the ground, following the roots of this flower all the way down to that dimensional place within the earth that is specific to you. We all ground into different places within the earth, depending upon what dimensional frequencies, what frequencies we are desiring to hold, need to be supported by, and they get to be unique to everyone. Now allow for the whatever dimensional plane you're floating in in the earth, allow that energy to start to become absorbed like nutrients, like water, up the roots, feeding the flower. And as it feeds the flower, it feeds you. It comes up your spine. As it begins to come up your spine, we're going to use a little bit more intention, a little bit more force with our intention, with our thoughts, to really allow this energetics, these energetics coming up the flower, to start to structure the waters in your spinal fluid. So you can imagine beautiful crystals starting to form in that spinal fluid. And with intention, push, begin to push the spinal fluid up your spine. Anywhere it's tight, if it reaches a place of resistance, there are times we put the metal tags on our spinal fluid because we don't feel safe to be here. We don't feel safe grounding or we don't really want to be here. So we restrict our flow. If you allow it, we would like to pop those off for you. So with intention, move this energy up your spine, up the brain stem, and allow it to flush into the top of the brain. As it flushes in your brain, we're going to increase the amount of pressure of the cerebral fluid to the pineal gland. You might start to feel a little hot as all this energy starts flowing because for some of you, it's really flowing cleanly and clearly for the first time. So it can feel like an opening. As this puts pressure on that pineal gland, calcifications are being knocked off and dissolved. Your third eye is being activated. Melatonin is being dripped now from the pineal gland. Melatonin heals your DNA. It heals your cells. It starts releasing serotonin. What we're doing is beginning to coat all the crystals. You have trillions, millions of crystals in your brain. We're beginning to coat all of those crystals with this frequency of peace. So they start vibrating in harmonic relationship with the solar flares that are coming from the sun, that the sun is gifting us. 
So I want you to think of yourself as this flower and you're receiving photosynthesis from the sun, this healing. Beautiful. Now as it continues to go up your spine and flush your brain, bring it back down through your heart line, that main line that goes from your chakras, so from your crown, bring it all the way down through the third eye, through the throat. Bring it down into the heart. Bring it down into the solar plexus. Bring it down into the sacral. Bring it down into the root. From the root, push it back up your spine, all the way back up your spine. Then we're going to flush the brain again. And as the brain is flushing and as energy continues to run back down that central channel, it creates this beautiful fluid loop. But we're also going to take energy from the base of your spine. We're going to run it up your brain stem, out the top of your crown chakra, and we're going to go up. Up through your star chakra, we're going to go up through the clouds, we're going to go up through the Milky Way galaxy, we're going to go up. All the way up. Up through the realms of different colors and allow yourself to go up. Some of you are drifting off to crystalline cities, some of you are going to the land of the archangels, some of you are going straight up to source energy. Whatever feels right for you, just allow yourself to go up as high as high as you can. And we're going to hold you there. Just breathe and relax and trust. If tears come to your eyes, allow them to come as you remember how beautiful, how worthy you are of receiving. Because the truth is, source energy would never reject source energy. And you are source energy. And the truth is the main source of grief that we hold in our root is not trusting source energy, not trusting that we are of source energy. Denying ourselves. And allow this energy to start to come back as your brain can handle it. Feel an integration of more of this energy as it comes in, but don't let it stay in your head. Pull it down. Use your intention. Bring it down, down through the head, down through the throat. Reaching the heart, pull it down, 
Feel it going down the stomach, all the way down to your root. From your root, allow it to go down your legs, down your feet, embedding deep into this flower and allowing it to go down the stem of the flower, down the roots of the flower and into the earth. Thank you. Thank you, body, for trusting me. Thank you, mind, for allowing us to shift the chemical process. Thank you, source, for gifting us this experience, this life. Thank you, Earth, for holding us. Thank you for creating this beautiful bridge of light. Thank you, Archangels, for playing with us. Thank you to Carrie for creating this space. Thanks for everyone on this call holding space for each other and themselves to facilitate this healing that is so much bigger than us. And so it is. Thank you, Erica. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for bringing that through. And um, how is everybody doing? You're welcome to write in if you want to. And, um, you know, it feels to me, Erica, like, you know, the the primary um, message and intention with everything you brought through today was, about restructuring, you know, this, our foundation, um, mm-hmm. of frequencies and for the purpose of ascension, liberation, freedom. And I love that you reminded us during at the beginning of the process and the end to smile. Um, it's interesting because when I, I did my radio show for 10 years before this show, that's how I would enter into every show. We would breathe and I would ask them to smile and jump up and down if they could and it changes the frequency. And I'm so glad that you reminded us of that because it opens us up and um, the potentials expand for the experience and uh what a beautiful time together. I am so grateful for you and for everything that you shared and 
just for you as a being, I'm so grateful to know you and uh, and have you share in our community. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for providing this space for me to share, and thanks to everyone on the call for being so open. I could feel everyone being open and just absorbing, and it felt um, it felt amazing. Yeah. So thank you. Uh, well, I want to thank you. And any final message or anything else that feels important to share, Erica, before uh, we say goodbye to everybody? Trust yourself. <laughs> Trust your guidance. And when we do that, your life will change in the most amazing, beautiful, expansive ways you could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you, <laughs> you've lived it, and now you're, you know, now you're supporting others and and your own and your family. It's so beautiful. So, thank you, Erica, and to everybody who's joined us. Thank you for the gift of your readiness, openness, willingness, love, and presence today. It's an honor to have you with us. Uh, remember to consider the wonderful offerings that Erica's created. Know that you're brilliant, you're resilient, you're dearly loved, you're not alone. Thank you so much for joining us on this soulful adventure today. I am sending crystalline rainbow waves of new earth grace, glory, and gratitude uh, from my heart to yours. May you feel it, receive it, offer it to those you encounter today uh, or tonight, wherever you happen to be in the world. And as always, until next time tomorrow. Uh, Please give yourself full permission to shine instead of shrink, express instead of suppress, and of course own that amazing, powerful glow of yours. Uh, Take flight, beautiful, beautiful beacons of light, and I'll see you back here in this playground of light tomorrow. Uh, Bye, everybody.